Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I'm your host, Melissa Fox. A lot of topics on the docket today. We'll be talking about clean energy and how it's producing hundreds of thousands of jobs. Men's health. Men, you got to go get those screenings. You've got to stop being the tough guy and get to the doctor. I'm just going to say that. Plus, we'll be talking about retinal eye disease brought on by diabetes. The flu. Oh, no, the flu is in season again. Yeah, we'll talk about what's going to happen. And finally, guess what? Social media, your kids. Let's talk about how they can get some downtime. All coming up on this week's Florida Roundtable right here on the Florida News and Entertainment Network or the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. This is Ernie Johnson Jr. And those are the stories I love to tell in the broadcast booth. But the courage of college athletes is more than matched by another group of young men. The boys fighting Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's the most prolific genetic killer diagnosed in childhood. And there's no cure. But college football coaches are doing something about it. And you can help. It's called Coach to Cure MD. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online at coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501 today. Help college football coaches cure MD. You'll be proud you did. Sponsored by the American Football Coaches Association. Texting and data rates may apply. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Can you imagine rising for work before the crack of dawn? Tending to hundreds of acres of land before dusk. Well, that's what happens on 47,000 Florida farms every day. Florida's farmers work hard to grow nutritious food for you and your family. And you can help support them by enjoying delicious Fresh from Florida produce. Look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo where you shop or visit freshfromflorida.com to learn more. The Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox on news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. It's the Florida Roundtable. Women, gather your men around the radio or your smart speaker or your iPhone. And let's talk about this. Men's health. There's a study out there that reveals that a bunch of men, we'll talk about it, uh, are dissatisfied with their health care. Mm-hmm, their weight. About half of them are actively working toward their goal, but the rest of them are actively working towards type 2 diabetes. Please welcome Todd Bro. He is a men's health expert and urologist in the Glickman Urology and Kidney Institute Cleveland Clinic. Hi, Todd. How are you, Melissa? I'm doing quite well. So tell me a little bit about the study they did, this survey this uh, this year. 
Sure. So this is our eighth annual Mention It campaign, which is the Cleveland Clinic's attempt to encourage men to talk about their health problems. As you mentioned, uh, men tend to uh, kind of sweep things under the rug and not be actively involved in their, in their own care. Uh, so each year we discuss various health topics, this year being the general state uh, of men's health. Um, again, to try to uh, get the word out and get men get men more involved. So, what did you find out in the survey? Yeah, found out uh, that the majority of men, about eighty percent, felt that they were living a healthy lifestyle. Yet, only fifty percent were uh, eating a healthy diet. Uh, about the same percent were addressing mental health concerns uh, when they came up or going to a physician for an annual evaluation. So uh, while we think we're doing a good job, our habits kind of kind of say say the opposite, unfortunately. <laughs> say differently. I got gotcha. you. Very good. Uh, the survey, as you said, 83% of men experience stress in the last six months. Now, stress can mess with everything, right? Even yeah. men's sexual health. Hello, are you guys still listening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Todd's got some answers for you. So one of the things that they do not do very often is screen for cancer. Let's take, for example, Jimmy Buffett. The guy sat out in the sun all day. He was uh, very pale uh, by heritage, and he never got himself checked for any skin cancer or any type of screenings for cancer. So bad move, folks. So learn from Jimmy Buffett. So... Is how important, though, just given my example, is it for guys to get screened for, say, prostate or colorectal or even skin or testicular cancer? Yeah, it's, it's very important, Melissa. Uh, early detection is the key. Uh, the earlier we find a problem, the more treatment options we have and the more successful those treatment options tend to be. So uh, that's why it's so important to have a primary care uh, physician that you go to on a regular basis who can uh, recommend which screening options based on your age and your family history are important for you at that time. Um, and and uh, again, if you get those done and something is found, uh, then we've, uh, we've got options to, to help you. Of course. And the earlier something is uh, diagnosed, usually the quicker you guys can get on it and at least try to stop it, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's that's absolutely correct, and that and that goes for general medical conditions as well, such as you know high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, uh, which is a which is a real problem in in, in the community. Uh, but the earlier these conditions are addressed and treatment can be started, uh, the better the outcome. You know, Todd, it's been a really pleasure talking with you. We have Todd Bro with us from the Cleveland Clinic. We've been talking about the. Cleveland Clinic's annual annual mention it with men emphasized, of course. Where can we go for more information, Todd? Yeah, you can go to clevelandclinic.org slash mention it for more information. Perfect. Guys, get out there. Take care of yourselves. We need you. We do. I know. You're hesitant, but don't be. Go on. The doctors, that's their job. They'll take care of you. That's your job is to get there. Todd Bro, thank you so much for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable. Thank you for having me, Melissa. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network.
Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Are you worried about your vessel becoming derelict with criminal fines and removal costs? The Florida Vessel Turn-In Program, or VTIP, from the FWC may be able to help. If you are the titled owner, have received an at-risk warning or citation, and the vessel is floating, go to FloridaVTIP.com and get the details on how this program can remove your vessel at no cost to you. Don't wait until it's too late. Go to FloridaVTIP.com. That's FloridaVTIP.com. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archibello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archibello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. It's the Florida Roundtable, and think about it. It's been one year since the Inflation Reduction Act had been passed, and you know what? There's over 170,000 new clean energy jobs. Yeah, they've been created across the U.S. Joining us right now to discuss this, former White House Climate Advisor, Please welcome Gina McCarthy. Hey, Gina. Thank you. Great to be here with you. Yeah. So let's let's kick it off right now with the impact of the Inflation Reduction Act on local communities across the country. 
Well, the Inflation Reduction Act is literally the most successful piece of legislation in our history. You've mentioned we're talking about $370 billion of investment right here in America to regrow our manufacturing base, to build back more resilient and stronger. My heart goes out to all of the hurricane victims that, that we've recently seen, the devastation that's challenging Florida. This is about not just tax tackling that clean energy, that climate problem, but doing it in a way that makes that shift to clean energy that is going to grow more than 170,000 jobs. We're seeing them already pop up in Florida with five or six new projects that are in the works. These are clean energy jobs. This is about thousands of, of opportunities for people to have good, good-paying union jobs again. So we're doing our best to work together to make sure that these jobs can be delivered, these investments can be made. And in one year, we can see this is working, $278 billion in new manufacturing investments. That's big news. That is big news. And uh, right now we're talking with uh, Gina McCarthy. She is a former White House climate advisor how much uh, experience would you think you'd need to get one of these jobs? I know my listeners will want to know that. Well, your listeners need to be assured that you can jump in anytime and grab these, these opportunities. You know, this is working for our workers. We're expanding our, our job base so that we can make sure that these jobs are eligible for folks that don't have four years of college. We're talking about people who can do construction and building. We're talking about people who can install solar panels. We're talking to people who can go out there and work in their communities and make a decent pay, and many of them can get access to union jobs. There's apprenticeship opportunities just in uh, in uh, building the EV in charging infrastructure. So there's opportunities now for people to get out there and grab these jobs, and it's important to do that. It's important for them because it's gonna make them feel good about this transition, and it's gonna deliver our families energy at, that is less expensive and more there when we need it. Really? So just minimal experience in some areas of construction and otherwise will open the door of opportunity? Yes. Perfect. That's exactly right. Now, some people, some people that I know are out there listening are like, climate change, it's a bunch of BS. Could you explain a little bit, Fro, what climate change, explain what's going on? Sure. Well, I, th I think folks in Florida have, have experienced firsthand the challenges that we're facing with climate change, with the excess heat, with the flooding that we're seeing, with the, with the wildfires that we're seeing, with tornadoes that we're seeing. This is all about our climate now being very challenging for all of us, and we can't reverse that. All we can do is adjust to it. And so that's what this is about. 
moving forward with clean energy in a way that will provide us an opportunity to tackle climate change so it won't get worse, but it's also an opportunity to do it in a way that is going to be beneficial to every state, to every community, and to every family. Look, these challenges with climate are extreme. We have to face these challenges. We have to adapt to them. We have to become more resilient. But we also have to be hopeful for our future and deliver our kids a healthy and safe planet. I agree. I agree. Now, down here in Florida, a lot of folks have gotten into the solar panels. Now, the problem is that they make a lot of energy for themselves, so much so that they sell it back to our electric companies. Problem is, now they're getting shortchanged. They're being charged a fee to get sent money, you know, to earn that money back. And I just wonder how you feel about that. Well, I think we have to take a look at at these issues about how to make these connections. Obviously, what we're looking for is for families to do exactly what you're talking about, is to find ways to lower their energy costs by making that switch to clean energy. And we need to make sure that we're watching the utilities to make sure that they're not using all of this goodwill that families have put on the table and money that they've spent and taking it to advance their bottom lines. So we're gonna have to watch how this works. We're gonna have to keep building our grid infrastructure so that everybody can have access to clean energy. And we're gonna have to do as we always do, make sure that everybody's playing fair. And that's what's gonna have to happen because we need families to understand that they have real opportunities to actually benefit themselves and their families with this shift to clean energy. We're talking to Gina McCarthy. Uh, She's the former White House climate advisor. And wouldn't you think, I mean, just throwing it out there, uh, Gina, we're the sunshine state. Shouldn't we be able to actually do like Texas and have our own grid and everything? I mean, it just makes... No sense that we're not utilizing all this beautiful weather and sun that we get every day. Well, I absolutely agree with you that maximizing the ability to grab our sunlight Mm -hmm. and in some cases to grab our wind and use it to our benefit is exactly what this is all about. But we need a grid that's actually resilient. Part of this plan was to move forward with the bipartisan infrastructure law, which is all about making sure that the grid is fully built out and there's redundancies in the system because we don't want any state or any community to be without power at any point in time. And we want to make sure that we can capture this clean energy and fully utilize it all the time. That means we need investments in the grid. That means we have to work with the utility companies to find new ways of keeping them up and running and making sure that nobody is shut out of this clean energy transition. So what sectors of our economy will actually be impacted moving forward? Well, all of them will be impacted in a a good way um, because we are talking about actually moving forward with manufacturing at scale. We've talked about what's going on in Florida, but it's going on in states 
all across the United States. In fact, we have more than a couple of hundred projects that have already been announced in 44 uh, states. And so it's important for us to work together to figure out how we can advance uh, the manufacturing sector and rebuild products that we, we used to have to wait for other countries to build to us. Now we want to build it ourselves. So this is about a renaissance in manufacturing in the United States today. And even more than that, it's in every sector. Look at what we're doing with electric vehicles. Look at what we're doing with solar energy, with battery storage and power. This, the Inflation Reduction Act also benefits consumers and workers all across every sector. So we are talking about a massive opportunity, I think, for all of us. And a bill that, that works for our families, that works for our workers, and that can work for all of us. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Gina. About myself? Yes. Well, I was the EPA administrator um, during the Obama years. Um, and then I was a White House National Climate Advisor. That was the job that allowed me to work across the whole of government to look at opportunities to actually move forward working with states and local communities on how to advance clean energy and address the, the climate crisis that we're all facing. So I'm doing work now um, after retiring. I'm doing work with investment companies, with nonprofits, anyone who wants to look at how to do what we have done in the United States with the Inflation Reduction Act and, and actually mimic that in a number of other countries, I think will build a kind of accelerated movement that we need to tackle this climate crisis and bring the whole of government and the whole of the world together to address what we know is a worldwide challenge. Uh, you mentioned earlier that there are 170,000 new jobs available. We're, we're talking about good-paying opportunities, electricians, mechanics, construction workers, technicians, support staff, of course, and thousands of other opportunities for you, higher wages and good benefits without having the college degree. That means most Americans are accessible to this. They can get right in. So with that in mind, tell me where we can go for more information. Well, I would just want to point out that this is just in the first year of the Inflation Reduction Act. So there'll be more more opportunities to follow. But I'd have people connect into climatepower.us, which is a website, or thecleanenergyplan.com. Thecleanenergyplan.com. That's an opportunity that'll give you all the information you need to know on how the opportunities are arising under the Inflation Reduction Act and how we can really accelerate that shift to clean energy that we need and our kids are now demanding. We better pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You know what? I've had a pleasure. I've learned a lot from this one here. I hope my. Uh, my listeners out there to the roundtable as well have had such a great time and learned a lot. Gina McCarthy, thank you so much for sharing your information with us. And by the way, this is brought to you by Climate Power. Thanks again, Gina. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. 
You're listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Kronk witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as The Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, File a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. 
Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Can you imagine rising for work before the crack of dawn? Tending to hundreds of acres of land before dusk? Well, that's what happens on 47,000 Florida farms every day. Florida's farmers work hard to grow nutritious food for you and your family. And you can help support them by enjoying delicious, fresh-from-Florida produce. Look for the sunny, fresh-from-Florida logo where you shop, or visit freshfromflorida.com to learn more. It's the Florida Roundtable. This is the perfect time of year to talk to Dina Geldwork. She's the head of global policy programs at Instagram. Mm-hmm. Great time for parents and teens to have conversations around online safety and screen time. That's why I'm really excited to be here for Meta to talk to you about all of the tools that we offer families to help them do just that. For example, we offer parental supervision tools on Instagram. And with those tools, parents can set daily time limits for their teens. They can also schedule block hours for when they don't want their teen to be accessing the app, whether that's during dinner time or during school hours. All of these tools are meant to help your teen get back to a balanced school schedule, but also to spark these broader conversations as a family around building positive online social media habits. It's the perfect time to set guidelines for social media use. With that in mind, welcome Dana Geldwork. She is the head of global policy programs at Instagram. So, Dana, why is it so important to set boundaries online, especially when the kids are transitioning from summer to school? There are tons of tools that we offer to help with time management. On Facebook and Instagram, we have daily dashboards where you can see how much time you've spent on the app, and you can set scheduled regular breaks for when you've been scrolling. Our newest feature is called Quiet Mode. When Quiet Mode is enabled on Instagram, it allows you to receive no notifications during the hours that you set. It also sends an auto-reply whenever you get a direct message, letting your friends and family know that you're not available and that you're in quiet mode. With that in mind, which features should teens enable on their social accounts to help them manage their time? Parents around the world can visit familycenter.meta.com where they can access all of our parental supervision tools across Instagram, Messenger, and Quest devices. When you enable parental supervision, parents have the ability to oversee a number components of their teen's online experience. They can review their teen's privacy and safety settings. They can see and get notifications on who their teen follows. And perhaps most importantly, they can see when their teen has blocked or reported another account. How can parents enable parental supervision features on Instagram? Seriously, what do they do? When we spoke with a lot of parents and teens and experts themselves, we found that a lot of teens who are experiencing bullying know who their bully is. And that meant that some of those firmer actions like blocking or reporting, those felt a little more complicated for teens to take when they knew who the bully was. That's why we built Restrict. When you've restricted someone, 
that person can comment on your account as if nothing has changed. But the difference here is only they can see the comment that they've posted. They also are unable to see when you're online or when you've read their direct messages. So this really allows your teen to limit bullying behavior without the bully ever knowing. Final question for you, Dana. Where can our listeners go for more information? Visit familycenter.meta.com where you can access resources, expert guidance, and all of the tools that parents need to know about guiding their teens' online experience. Got to tell you, Dana, very informed, great information. Parents, I hope you were paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> Dana Geldward, again, thank you so much for coming on the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Diabetes is a chronic condition that can affect every aspect of a person's life. And managing life with this disease alone can present a lot of challenges. But diabetes can also lead to other serious health conditions like diabetic eye disease. With that in mind, please welcome Dr. Alan Ho, the attending surgeon and director of retina research at Will's Eye Hospital out of Philadelphia. Dr. Ho, thank you for joining us on the Florida Roundtable today. Thanks for allowing me to be here with you. How would a person actually know if they have diabetic eye disease? A person would know that they have diabetic eye disease if they have a diabetic eye examination. And that involves um, checking your vision and dilating the eyes with drops so that an eye care specialist can look in the back. An important point is that you may have diabetic eye disease even if you don't have any visual symptoms. No blurring, no waviness no darkness in your vision, but diabetes can be brewing in the back of the eye, so it's important to get an annual diabetic eye check whether or not you're having visual symptoms. Diabetic retinopathy, that's a kind of diabetic eye disease, what we're talking about here right now with Dr. Alan Ho. What's the first thing that someone diagnosed with diabetes should do to protect their eyes so this doesn't happen? The first thing to do to protect your eyes when you're diagnosed with diabetes is to understand that diabetes can threaten your vision. Number two, to make an eye appointment with an eye care professional that can do a diabetic eye exam. And number three, to, to do all the important healthy foundational habits that are, that are healthy for your body, which will be healthy for your eyes. For example, you know, smoking, blood sugar control, regular walking exercise, blood pressure control, all these Healthy habits are good not just for your body, but for your eyes as well. What is the comprehensive dilated eye exam? What's the process there? The process in a diabetic eye exam is where you go to an eye doctor and you get your vision checked. And then you get eye drops in your eyes that dilate your pupil. And then the eye doctor can look in the back inside your eyes to look for signs of diabetic eye disease. It doesn't hurt. It requires you to make an appointment in to go. So if I have diabetic eye disease, what are the treatment options available for me? Yes, that's really important. There are treatment options for patients with diabetic eye disease. And of course, it's important to discuss those options with your eye care professional. Dr. Alan Ho is with us. He is a retina specialist. He's leader in the development of new medical and surgical treatments for retinal diseases, such as age-related, uh, rather age-related macular degeneration, macular diseases, diabetic retinopathy, and surgical retinal diseases. And you're the attending surgeon right now at Will's Eye Hospital in Philadelphia. 
Have you uh, found that there's a lot to keep up with when it comes to this kind of uh, advancement in diabetes and eyesight? No, there's there's not a lot to keep up with from my standpoint because I live and breathe this every day as we try and find better better treatments for patients and, and try and convey the message, the, the take-home message that we have treatments for this common condition. We can prevent vision loss. One of the main problems, and you're addressing it now by calling attention to this, is is making sure people just come in annually for their eye exam. So if you have diabetes or a family member, please encourage them to do so. We do have treatments, and we're working on better treatments, but we can't do anything unless we get patients plugged into the system and monitored to protect their vision. So where can patients or our audience in general go for more information, Dr. Ho? There are, there are good resources for patients with diabetes to learn about diabetic eye disease, treatment options, and even uh, a way to find out about a diabetic eye care specialist near you. And the website that is, uh, that is important for this, one of them, is uh, nowiee.com. And it's N-O-W-I-E-Y-E-C-S-E-E.com. And at that website, you'll find information that's very helpful um, regarding the disease, regarding an eye exam, regarding treatment options, and, and the first step for making an appointment, which is finding an eye doctor near you. So this November, folks, it's time to encourage people around you who are living with or at risk for diabetes to learn more about this disease and also the potential vision-related consequences. Dr. Alan Ho, thank you so much for bringing this to light on the Florida Roundtable. Thank you for having me, and uh, we appreciate it. If you own a vessel that has reached the end of its useful life and don't know how to get rid of it, we can assist you. The Florida Vessel Turn-In Program, or VTIP, accepts vessels that have been determined at risk of becoming derelict. If you have received a citation or warning from law enforcement for an at-risk vessel and are the title owner of the vessel, you may be eligible to have your vessel removed and disposed of at no cost to you. Don't wait until it's too late. For more information, go to FloridaVTIP.com. That's FloridaVTIP.com. If you don't have insurance through your job, you can still get quality health coverage through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Not sure where to begin? A navigator can help you cut through the clutter and find a plan that's right for you. There's no obligation and the help is always free. It's easy. Just visit CoveringFlorida.org. Open enrollment ends on January 15th, so don't wait. Visit CoveringFlorida.org. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Last year's flu season underscored the devastating impact flu can have. You know, while millions experienced flu-related illnesses, last season we saw at least 12 million people visiting healthcare providers because of the seasonal flu. 300,000 hospitalization because of the flu. Oh, and 19,000 deaths. Wow. Let's talk right now with Dr. Greg Sylvester, Chief Health Officer at CSL Secures, and he's with us today to talk about this flu season. Welcome, Doc. Well, thank you. It's nice to be on. It is nice, and it's nice to talk about a topic that people kind of ignored. You know, in the last three, four years, it, it was either COVID or nothing, you know, and That's flu right. symptoms at a time, some people, they do mock the coronavirus. 
So how do we feel like this flu season is going to compare to last season's numbers? Because those are ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know, it was funny last year, too. Nothing was funny about it. Let me be clear about that. But, you know, you talked about those 300,000 hospitalizations. Many of them came in October, November, and December, which is rare. Typically, we see the peak of influenza here in the U.S. in January or early February. So we saw an earlier season last year, and you've already told us the numbers on how bad it was. It's bad. You know, we don't know if that'll be a perfect um, predictor, but we can also look in the Southern Hemisphere because they're finishing up their flu season. Their flu season is in their winter, and they're coming out of their winter and going into their spring. And they saw another early season that was sustained. So that's what could happen to us. And that's why this is the right time to talk about influenza vaccination in September and October before the flu season is upon us. Yeah, that makes good sense. Now, how many people are going to confuse the latest coronavirus, which is very, very um, catchable, let's put it that way, and yet not as severe when it comes to death. It's just everyone can get it now. And whether or not you had those vaccinations you know, a lot of times, it's, see, I've had to tell people, I think you got the flu, because uh, I just got over the latest coronavirus. I made it. I dodged a bullet, doctor, for almost yep. four yep. years. But I did take all the boosters and stuff, and uh, I still got the COVID recently. And again, not as, uh, as harsh or deadly, but definitely much more contagious. So how do we differentiate, honestly, what the flu is as opposed to coronavirus? But, you know, that was an easy answer, you know, four or five years ago when there was no COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2. Right. And now it is difficult. And so if you came to see me and I was your physician and I'd say, do you have a runny nose? Yes. Uh, do you have a sore throat? Yes. Are you coughing? Yes. Do you have a fever? Yes. Well, I haven't told you whether you have coronavirus or whether you have flu. Exactly. And so there are tests that can be there, there are tests today that can do that. And many of us all had those tests at home because if we tested positive, we were supposed to stay home. And now we're supposed to stay home for five days. And so if but the nice part about knowing about knowing what you have is that you can also be treated for both the flu as well as coronavirus. And so there are medications that can be taken. Now, vaccines are even better because they hopefully will prevent the infection or at least in your case, it won't cause severe disease. Right. It you definitely, it definitely, definitely um, diminished what possible symptoms could be there. I mean, I, exactly. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, I was good three days after I was diagnosed. And, and I actually just felt like I had a sinus uh, condition and nothing was productive. You know what I mean? And nothing was sure. uh, moving. Yeah. And so I went to a walk-in clinic. I was like, wow, I've had this headache for three days. And now I'm all stuffed up. I know it's not allergies at this point. It's just too much. So I took myself in the clinic. The first thing they asked me after I gave them my symptoms was, have you had a COVID test? And then they did it. I find a lot of doctors are not doing that or even asking. They're just diagnosing the symptoms and throwing antibiotics at people. So we got to change that first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't agree with you more. We ought to be treating 
are what, what the diseases are and not just what we think they may be. Right. So if we have, if I've got a sore throat, I should go to the doctor and get culture. If I have a strep throat, I need antibiotics. If it's part of my viral illness, and no antibiotics going to help me. And so, but there is medication for flu. There is medication for COVID. And so we ought to know. We ought to know what we're treating. And I couldn't agree with you more. That's an important component of our healthcare system. We're talking to Dr. Greg Sylvester. He's the chief health officer at CSL Secures, one of the biggest influenza vaccine providers in the world. Now, I always make sure I get my seasonal, and uh, this month, as a matter of fact, is usually when they do like either a freebie for people or what have you, but you, you really got to get that influenza vaccine. Go ahead and back me up on that, Greg. Well, that's exactly right. Think about it. There are plenty of places. It's hard not to, to find some place that you can't get your influenza vaccine. Back in the good old days before the pandemic, when we all were at work five days a week or more, we actually got them in, in our, our work environment many times. Um, but nowadays, um, just about every corner pharmacy and all the big chain pharmacies have influenza vaccines. Uh, going to my primary care doctor or going to your primary care, going to your clinic around the street or that public health clinic down the road, all of them should be stocked with influenza vaccines. And w- what conditions should you think about, oh, why do I need it? Well, let me give you an easy one. Just think of your age. Are you six months and older? If you are, you are recommended to get an influenza vaccine. Now, that's not to say that you're at the highest risk. Those very young children and those older people where their immune system is either immature or it's waning or getting tired, it's fatiguing, they're at a higher risk of getting flu than many of us that are not, that are not in those two age groups. But those with chronic disease, those that are immunosuppressed, whether they've got a heart transplant or whether they've got a liver transplant or whether they've got chronic disease like diabetes or asthma, they're all at increased risk. And it's important for all of us to get an influenza vaccine. But those three, the very young, the, very, the older group and the chronic disease group need to get influenza vaccines annually. Um, why is it so important? <laughs> I think you just explained all well, the reason why it's important. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important because two, two things. We have seen in the last several years, we always used to talk about our health system being overwhelmed, and it never really was. I mean, there's always been shortages of healthcare providers, and there's been shortages of hospital beds. I'm not going to argue that. But we saw during the pandemic and last year when there was RSD, influenza, and COVID circulating, we actually saw our our healthcare system um, really stretch to its limits. Mm -hmm. And so- if we don't want that to happen, then doing some of the preventive measures is critically important. And that is going out and getting an annual flu vaccine. It'll be also for us to get a booster vaccine for COVID and for those that are in a certain age group to actually get an RSV vaccine at this point in time. But, but right now, we're about to enter flu season, and the best thing we can do is to get if we're six months or older, to get an annual flu vaccination. Sounds like a good plan. We've been talking with Dr. Greg Sylvester, Chief Health Officer at CSL Sicaris, about influenza. You know it as the flu. Where can we go for more information, doctor? Well, let's just stick with flu. Let's go to flu.com. You'll find out about the virus 
you'll find out that there are several types. There's an influenza A and a B, and the influenza A has certain kind of characteristics, and B is different. And then we'll talk about the vaccine that actually puts more than one strain in to fight those influenza A and B. And then there'll be some other uh, issues around prevention. Flu.com can give you plenty of information about influenza and the vaccine. Thank you for joining us today, doctor. It's been a pleasure and very informative. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. We're all looking for the recipe for success. A better career, bigger house, faster car. But have you thought maybe you're just hungry? Maybe what you really need is the recipe for fresh. Luckily, that's easy to get and just as easy to cook up. Just go to freshfromflorida.com. There you'll find all kinds of recipes that use in-season and locally grown Florida produce. Sure, they're not the keys to a new sports car, but Fresh From Florida recipes are a satisfying, tastier kind of success. Visit freshfromflorida.com to learn more. David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? It's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections could lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. This is Ernie Johnson Jr. And those are the stories I love to tell in the broadcast booth. But the courage of college athletes is more than matched by another group of young men. The boys fighting Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's the most prolific genetic killer diagnosed in childhood. And there's no cure. But college football coaches are doing something about it. And you can help. It's called Coach to Cure MD. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill or go online at coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501 today. Help college football coaches cure MD. You'll be proud you did. Sponsored by the American Football Coaches Association. Texting and data rates may apply. Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Sorting out a mental health concern takes professional diagnosis and treatment. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov support. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. 
If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Welcome back to the Florida Roundtable, talking about wowing your family and friends for the Thanksgiving holiday. And we are talking with celebrity chef Jamie Gwen. All right, let's talk about these puff pastries again. Puff, puff pastries puff 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 oh i'm glad you asked okay so i love puff pastry right i keep a box of puff pastry in the freezer at all times because you can make sweet and savory you can make a french cookie called a pommier that's what looks like an elephant ear Mm. Uh, it's one ingredient with sugar and salt but i make savory everything too so this puff pastry twist you lay out a piece of puff pastry you thaw it you can either leave it in the fridge overnight or you need 20 minutes on the counter and you're going to spread it with fig jam You're going to put crumbled blue cheese over it. You could do goat cheese or feta, whatever cheese you like. Make it your own. And then you're going to sprinkle wonderful pistachios, no shells, over that. And then you put another piece piece of puff pastry, because the box comes with two, Mm -hmm. right on top, and you press it down. And then you cut strips. And just imagine you then lift the strip and twist. And you have what looks like a long, fancy, fabulous breadstick that is packed with delicious things. Mm. You bake them for 15 minutes. They're gorgeous, by the way. (laughs) And then you let them cool. You can keep them airtight on the counter uh, in a container for a day, even two, if they're really well sealed before the holiday. And then, I mean, with a cocktail, with a glass of wine, with sparkling anything, Mm. they're truly fabulous. Swap out the jam that you like or use your favorite preserves or something homemade. Use the cheese, your cheese of choice. The pistachios add that pop of color and the flavor and then all those beautiful benefits we talked about too. Mm-hmm. So I happen to love them there. But that is a puff pastry twist. Uh, really easy. Makes you look uh, like a rock star. Like a gourmet yeah. rock star. But Chef Gwen, here's like my question. Like a gourmet rock star. All right, my friend. Mm-hmm. This is Chef Jamie Gwen. Again, check out any of these recipes and more, dailylounge.com. Chef uh, Gwen, thank you so much for sharing your holiday recipes with us and more on the Florida Roundtable. I'm so proud to be on your show, Melissa. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for allowing me to share my passion. I truly appreciate it. Thanks for having that passion. All right. Take care. Take care. Talk soon. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to Roundtable at fnnonline.net.